Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Bros Podcast. This time I'm doing something a little different. A lot of times when I have this time off like this, or I'll try to look at my deck, work on my deck, notice any flaws. I mean, I say, I play with the same like three people. So my decks are crafted uh, very specifically out there to anybody listening. But I have this mono black devotion deck. And to be honest with you, whenever I make a deck, I usually have like, if it's commander deck, I have the commander out or have the theme ready to go. Or if I'm doing a 60 card deck, which I think is way easier to make personally, for with a little asterisk there, I have my cards locked in. So this is like a mono black devotion deck, right? So the whole idea is to get Gary out. And if you don't win with Gary, at least win when you're attacking the next turn after you play Gary. Like it should be over. If it's not, you're probably fucked. Um, so this deck. Obviously, like I'm going to have four copies of Gary in there because it's all about that. Right. And then I have four copies of Phyrexian Arena in here. The issue I run into is I have, you know, four copies of Thoughtseize, four copies of Fatal Push, four copies of Douthy Voidwalker, four copies of Aetherborn, uh, Gifted Aetherborn, excuse me. You know, two copies of Feed the Swarm here. You're noticing a theme. I have a lot of copies of things. Yara, I have four of Phyrexian Arena. I have three of same thing. The problem I run into with a lot of my decks, especially my 60 card thing, even though this is the only one I have like in paper form right now, is that when I get down to that last couple of spots or slots, that's when it gets hard. Like for me, it's not hard to get 50 out of 60 or 45 out of 60 cards. What throws me off really is when I get to like 56 cards or 55 in some cases that's like the worst one you know because 56 okay maybe you could put a four of but 55 it's like a three of and a two of a four of and a one of whatever so i always get in trouble when i get down to that like red zone right there so this is what i'm walking you through now because i had a similar problem with this deck and namely my two slot so i got the 58 cards so the first thing about this deck i'm gonna walk through it walk through the makeup read you the cards present my dilemma and then finally tell you what i'm doing about it currently so I have 25 lands in this deck right now. The reason for that is my curve is kind of high. It's about 2.43 right now, you know, the average. And I have Gary. It's five mana. But, like, if I need to get Gary out ASAP, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be on exactly the fifth turn. But, man, it shouldn't go past the seventh turn. That's for sure. So I have four of in there. So Gary, or Great Merchant of Asphodel, is a black card. It costs three colorless, two swamp. And it has two, four. Uh, here, let me get that for you. Let's see if I can get that better. Two, four power toughness, right? So the issue, the issue with Gary is that it costs five mana. That's, you know, not the worst thing in the world. But it has, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is your devotion to black. So how many black symbols you have in the mana cost of everything you have out in permanence. And then you gain life equal to the life lost this way. So if you hit opponents, plural with this, you can gain some ridiculous amounts of lives if you're in like a four-man game. Sometimes you'll just clear the board with him. So this is what the deck's all about. This is what the deck's popping off. So how do we get there, right? How do we get all those permanents out? So I have four copies of Florex, Phyrexian. Got to get that right. Phyrexian Obliterator. It's four mana, all black symbols for the four. Five-five trample. Whenever source deals damage to this card, that source that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. Pretty good card, right? The flavor text is "Behold, Blessed Perfection." 
pretty simple to the point. This card is fantastic. It's a great remover. It's big. It's got trample. Makes you get rid of stuff. It's just awesome all around. So I got four in here of that. I was debating back and forth with this card. Um, this Douthy Voidwalker. Plus two mana, both black. Again, helps the devotion thing. I also, just for reference, I try to pick symbols that are like heavy. So like Phyrexian Arena is four, just swamp. Douthy Voidwalker is two, just swamp. So a little expensive if you want to like flip the color scheme. But why would you in a devotion deck? So this card is a 3-2 shadow. It says if a card will be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it, put a void counter on it. If you tap sack this, you can choose that exile card or any with a void counter. Play it without paying its mana cost. It's a pretty good card, especially if you play it early. You can rack up some, you know, maybe somebody plays a card draw or a removal or a pump up you want for later. And if somebody is going to kill this, you just tap sack it as long as it's not the first turn it's been out. And boom, you can still play their stuff. Only problem is this deck kind of sucks and that card kind of sucks with control decks because they don't play cards till you play something, you know. Next card, I have four of Fatal Push. Destroy target creature. If it is converted mana cost two or less, has Revolt. So you destroy a creature with, a pow- with converted mana cost of four or less if a creature I controlled left the battlefield. So nice little payback. I have four of those. I have four Thoughtseize, one Swamp. Target player reveals his or her, his or her hand. You choose a non-land. They discard it. You lose two life. Pretty simple. Fantastic card. I have four of those in there as well. I have two feed the swarms in here. One colorless, one black sorcery. Destroy target creature or enchantment in opponent controls. You lose life equal to that permanent CMC. I have this in here because black honestly sucks with dealing with enchantments. It's terrible. And the people I play with, there's some enchantments that they play, which are just an absolute nightmare to deal with, like ghostly prison, especially if I can't thought seize it, if they got, or if they have multiple copies, like this deck, the right enchantments, like the anti-combat enchantments like that can really shut this deck down or that black enchantment. I forgot the name where like it hits you and then you destroy that creature. If it hits you, like that's another one, especially with devotion and all that. Like I don't have any grave recursion. I don't need that nonsense. Got three. Oh, I didn't show you guys. Sorry. This is the Feed the Swarm. Nothing fancy art there. And then this is the Fatal Push. Pretty cool. Kaladesh. And then the Thoughtseize. Lurwin. One of my favorite sets. I had to get the art for this one. Phyrexian Arena, I have three of. So it's originally from Apocalypse, but I mean, it's been reprinted so many times. Staple in black. At the beginning of your upkeep, lose one life, draw a card. So you get an extra card, basically. Next one, Gifted Aetherborn. Fantastic. Again, two swamps to go with the theme. Two, three, Death Touch Lifelink. I mean, there's not much to say there. Like, it's just a phenomenal card. It gains you some amount of life, even if it's blocked or you're blocking. Gets rid of a creature for the most part. And it costs two mana. And has three toughness. Survive a lot of stuff. This is a fantastic card. You don't know how many times I bitched out my friends playing this just because I attacked with this one card on turn three. And like, yeah, they may have one or two creatures out to block, but it's like, do you want to lose that? It's usually ramp or something. Do you want to lose those ramps? And it's three toughness. So you might have to block with two creatures that early to kill it. So, and if you don't, I just gain two life. Phenomenal card. I wish I could put six copies in here. <laughs> it's just great. Um, 
Next card. This is another one like Douthy where I go back and forth because the issue I have with Douthy is like, if I draw two, that's a lot. That's a lot in the early game, two Douthies, especially because it can't block anything. So if you have somebody who's like green or red or they're ramping, um, I'm sorry, like ramping with like pump up effects, you can kind of get fucked there because you can't block them. So that's the only thing. So I went back and forth, but I'm just going to stick with four. I like it too much. This card, it was a little tough because with Legends, I like to keep the three, two, if they're like outside the strategy or, you know, cost a ridiculous amount of mana. This one is three, three black symbols again to go with the theme. Ayara, first of the, of Lochthwain, Lochthwain, is that how you say it? It's like Scottish. I don't know, you guys tell me, tell me when you listen, give me the comments, whatever. So this is an Elf Noble, two, three. Whenever this or another black creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Second effect, tap this sack, another black creature, draw a card. I'll be honest, you don't really want to sack cards, at least for me. Like, I'm trying to get to Gary with the most symbols. But that first effect, oh, my God. If I get this card on turn three, whew, I can start pinging people for a lot of damage. And the best part is, yeah, you only gain one life, whatever. But each opponent loses one. So it's just like a constant way to hit people. And they don't really realize it over time, I think. Well, depending on who you're playing. You know, my friends, though. Um, so I got four of those. Yeah, I go back and forth a lot. But I'm just going to stick with it. And that's really the deck. Now, in its current state, here's the thing. I have three right now, if you'll notice, right? And I have four Ayara. Even at this current state with the cards I went over and the quantities I went over everything, it doesn't equal 60 cards. So this is what I was talking about. This is what I want to do different. The problem I was noticing is I had this two-card slot where I didn't know what to do with. Originally, it was a four-card slot. <clears throat> four-card slot. So I tinkered around a whole lot. I, I don't even know all the iterations I have of it, but I mitigated some of that. So I did an extra Douthy to make it four now. I ordered The one I ordered is coming in the mail. I did an extra Yara, so it's got four. I already have that in here, though. And then I did the two Feed the Swarms to fill out, but I still have two slots now. So what I'm going to do, I decided, is I'm at 24 land, right? But I didn't talk about the land with you in the, the, this deck, and this is why I want to. I think I'm going to do with that two slot, because I'm at 58. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a land in, but a land that gets me draw. So I'll talk about that in a second. And then I'll do, just do the other copy of uh, Douthy. And close it out. Now, the reason is I'm at this weird spot with these land because I have 25 in here right now, um, which like a lot of my stuff is twos. Yeah, but oh, excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. I had a yawn. Um, even on a podcast, nature doesn't stop. And I was thinking about ways to like fix this. And honestly, here's the truth. I think I'm just going to go for more land because I have in here, and this is a card I will not take out. I don't care how it is. I just love it. I bought an Island of Wok Wok Arabian Nights set. It's an Island. It's a land, excuse me, but it produces no mana. Tap it to reduce target creatures to reduce target flying creatures power to zero. Awesome card, especially because I have no flyers in this deck, literally. I have a lot of removal, and I can remove some flyers. It's true. But if somebody drops some bomb on me, like a dragon or an angel or a demon, 
which they would. I could see my friend, my friends play that kind of stuff or like a big, you know, I don't know, blue dragon or what's that card? Oh my God. That shark enchantment that turns like every time you play a champion, you get a flying shark token. Oh my God. My friend has a red and blue deck. He's killed me with that card so many times. So I put this in here for one, right? I actually bought this card, no joke, at like $70 when everybody was scared about collectibles during the pandemic. This card is not worth $70 anymore. So I just it just holds a special place too because Arabian Nights and Legends are my two favorite magic sets. So I just like this card. I like that it does mitigating flying. I like the personal story behind it. I like that it's Arabian Nights. I'm not going to get rid of it. So this brings me down really to 24 land, I would say. Mana producers. Now, a recent addition I put in was Cabal Coffers which I have here. It is two colorless. Tap this land, add a swamp for each, for each swamp you control. So that's cool. Uh, I can get you a lot of land there. Only have one of those. Now I know it doesn't apply with land. So like it doesn't produce a land in and of itself, which does really, really suck. So I guess in a way you could say I kind of have 23 land. Then I actually have two, I want to say. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got two. I ordered a third one. So this was part of the order. So I ordered, yeah, another Castle Octwain, a Nykthos for a little extra mana, Devotion, Click, and a Douthy Voidwalker. So right now in this iteration of the deck, I have two, but I just think I need three. Castle Lockwain's great card. Enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a swamp in a mono black deck like it's entering on tap, man. Come on. You could tap it. You had a swamp. Tap three, tap it, so four total. Draw a card, then I lose life equal to the cards in my hand. So you really want to do this when you you know, when you have like one card in your hand. But there's times where this deck you can get really land flooded fast, and that's the worst when you just shoot your load. <laughs> Giggity. Um, so I have two. That's what I ordered. I'm going to put a third one in. It produces a swamp right away as long as you have a land. You know, I'm going to have another land to queue it up with. And it helps me card draw. I need to cycle through because if I just get a whole bunch of twos and threes, which is possible in this deck, and I don't get to Gary for a long time, or I have to mill Gary or discard Gary or too many cards in my hand from land, lack of land at the time, have to get rid of him. Any reason you lower your Gary count, for lack of a better term on this deck, you want to you replace it. So I'm going to put a third one in here. So th this is where I'm at in the deck right now. I honestly don't know where I'm going with it specifically. Um, I'm hoping the, the slots help. So I added a new Douthy. And then I put in um, those two land, the Nykthos and the Castle Lockwain. So it'll bring me up again. It'll mitigate kind of. So, yeah, I'm going to have <laughs> 26 land. But, you know, with the Cabal Coffers, and the uh, island of Wok Wok, I have 24 now. 2.5 is where you want to put 25 land in about. I'm at 2.43, so I'm kind of a little close, but I like I'm right on the line right now. So I'm hoping those two lands in the fourth Douthi with the fourth Ayara. I've never I've never played this iteration of the deck. I've gone back and forth with some cards in here, but never that one. Um, and I'm hoping it works. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have the same problem I do when you get to like that 55 mark. Things get real hard to cut or add, honestly. Uh, let me know what you guys think about my land, the card draw part. You know, I only have two Feed the Storms. Maybe I should add more, and I'm open to listening to that. 
Um, but yeah, let me know. And also just a little side note. I just want to point out, this is the only deck I have where literally every land that's like not special. So like not a Cabal Coffer, it's not a Castle Lothlane is a beta land. I just really believe in them. And like, I mean, they're in like good condition at best. Like they're pretty fucked up, but I just think beta and alpha cards are going somewhere. I think Rudy's totally right. They're underrated. So yeah. And then I actually bought my first and only alpha card right here. I actually have to look sometimes because they're so you actually have to look. Well, I don't know, maybe not you guys, but you, you got to look pretty closely at the swamp to actually tell the difference between an alpha and a beta, at least in my opinion, it's like really hard to uh, <laughs> distinguish this because it's just like the little edge that like isn't round. Um, but I also have one alpha swamp in here too, just for our, just for, you know, keeping it safe, but you, you really got to look freaking close. And honestly, I think uh, my camera is not good enough right now where if I showed you it, you would detect the difference, but um. But yeah, a little alpha swamp there. Just wanted to share that a little bit with you guys. So yeah, just some just some cool swamps. And like I said, they're like super frayed and stuff. They're like not in, you know, BGS 10, whatever. Um, but I like it. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have the same problem. And let me know if you have any advice. Please check out my YouTube video of this where you can see the stuff. Um, I also have links down there to the Spotify version of this. If you're not listening already on Spotify, I'm on all platforms. I also test decks on mtgvault.com under Magic Bros Podcast. The link will be in the YouTube video as well, just so you can kind of see my thought process, what I'm mulling around with, that sort of thing. Um, and leave a comment there too if you'd like, or test your own deck. They're great service. I wish more people use them, honestly. Take care, guys. Have a good one.